0: Hello and welcome to the new Digital Age PMU podcast. My name is Justin Pierce, and I'm the editor. These podcasts are a series of short interviews with some of the amazing women that have taken part in the Practice that Makes Perfect programme. A course developed an association with Amy Keane that helps women find and finesse their public voices. So Susan, hi, welcome to the PMU NDA podcast. So before we kick off, let's hear a bit about you. Do you want to- Tell us where you work, what you do there, and maybe a bit about what you did before your current job.
1: Oh, thank you, Justin. Thank you for the invite. My name is Susan, Susan Rice. Um, I'm still getting used to my maid, to my married name. So yeah, that's fine. Um, I work at News UK, who are the publishers of The Times, The Sunday Times and The Sun. And also we are the owners of wireless radio station. Um, the Virgin Radio, the of Virgin Radios, Talk Sports, and um, Talk Radio. And I, in my job, I mainly am HR business partner for the wireless radio stations and national stations based here in London. So I support all the teams from the production side to the presenter side to the studio side. Um, so basically, anything support that they need from that point of view. Um, before I moved to, before I started working out at News, I've been at New UK again now for seven years. I used to work in Apple, um, the flagship store at Regent Street, and I was there for about nine years, but the crew decided the, the whole store, um, and that was great. Just, you know, one of those kind of, you know, jobs you finish uni, you get when you are in your twenties. So it was good and just, you know, get me into the working life, I guess. And then I moved to News UK. again.
0: Fantastic. Okay, so let's talk about your chosen subjects, which is representation in the workplace. Yes. So, first of all, tell me a bit about what that means to you and why you chose that particular topic in particular.
1: Well, I think because when I first say, so for example, uh, you know, I like I said, I used to work in Apple, so I was in the retail world, and you know, it was mixed with people from different backgrounds and you know, um, different um, ethnicity, different diverse backgrounds. So I never really felt out of place in one way. And then when I went to New Year's UK, it was more of a corporate environment, you would say. And it was more of a place where, in, in, you know, to, for example, I could count how many people, but you know, with my hand on one hand, how many people look like me on my particular floor. So I began to kind of feel a little bit of, do I fit in here? You know um, is this a great opportunity or is you know would there be more people that look like me that i could sort of talk to and look up to there were quite a few i'm not gonna say you know they weren't there weren't but i felt there wasn't that kind of thing where in the beginning i felt am i welcome here bear in mind i got the job on my own credit on my own minute from the interview process and everything but in a funny way at one point in the first few months i was doubting to say do I really fit in here? And it made me, took me a while to settle into the role. So I think that's where representation means a lot to me because I'm you know, i not saying you, you're definitely gonna have the same people all looking the same, that's not what we want, but I, it's more I think where you start having, especially nowadays when we're talking about diversity and inclusion and creating a workspace and making our workplaces look and reflect to the British society. How do we engage with people that not coming from a diverse background into a non kind of diverse kind of workforce? How do they how do we engage them into making them actually you have a right to be here, you fit in to be here and you are welcome to be here?
0: I mean, I would say that with somewhere like News UK, it's even more important because News UK produces the media channels that do represent the entirety of the British population. Yes. So you said when you first arrived there, you, you felt a bit sort of unsure and then things changed. So so what changed to make you feel less unsure?
1: Well, I think it was two things. One, I began to feel more confident a little bit with my work and what I do and making sure, also kind of letting my immediate line manager at a new time know what my fears were. um, And just, you know, just to say I, I'm not, you know it's not because i don't i don't enjoy it here but i kind of sit in i'm i grew up in lagos nigeria so you know um and i only moved to the uk 20 years ago so there's i speak english but sometimes i felt there's a little bit of language barrier um but at the same time i'll give you a scenario where my team were a team of 8 and i was the only sort of Blackface, you would see so sometimes where there was a little bit of banter going on, and I might say something quite direct because that's the way I see it but you know but then I'll be like oh no you can't say that but at the time I didn't know and I, I didn't know maybe I created offence to somebody or the way they would say things to or explain something it would create offence to me and I didn't know how to be able to explain that to them to say you know what there's a little bit of you know offensive you know what you've just said but then I think as time goes along and I've been there a little bit again you know career is moving up and up I begin to understand it's my own confidence and I'm beginning to think that I could say things when I feel they're wrong but I could say them with, without saying actually you're wrong there but with 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 a more kind of mindful mind to say actually if you say it this way it could hurt somebody this way um you know and I think that kind of that helps a little bit more for me to be able to be confident to talk how I felt rather than holding it back a little bit. I can't speak for everyone. But also, I remember when I first started, um, we're part of a big company called NewsCop. And News Corp is in New York. And we had one of the, the most senior vice presidents, HR person in the whole of NewsCop around the world she walked in and I haven't seen her before but she walked in and everybody was like on the edge a little bit on the chair, not scared but just like oh my god you know what I mean and I just saw this lady walk past about five seven probably a little short and you know short hair as cool as you can say as um you know looks like me from a black african-american woman walk with this confidence and You know everybody kind of stopped a little bit on the track and I thought if she can do that if the likes of the CEO can listen to her then at least I could try and fit in not fit in but at least I could be myself and say what I need to say so that kind of and I did have a little bit I think I had a coffee with her just just wanting to meet her like I you know that was the first person as well from my point of view was held such a high position that looks like me that I actually just had a one-to-one with. So I think that, you know, uh, and our conversation wasn't, I didn't even go there and say, oh, how did you manage to go around? How do you, it was more like, I'm really pleased to meet you. You know, is there any advice you can give me in the early stages of my career? Because I just started HR at the time, you know, and she was just, keep focused and the one thing she said to me is keep asking questions you know so I think those two things kind of help but sometimes where you don't have that in place I was lucky enough to have that some people don't have that is how do we then make that happen for other people
0: I think that's kind of fascinating really I know a lot, a lot of work we do at NDA with things like PMU is to increase the diversity of voices in our industry because if you don't see people on stage or in the press looking like you then things can never change. So I think that story is lovely. But what, what, what actually was what was given to you, or what sort of help and support was given to you by, by your working environment, by your managers, your management, and you know, by telling that story, what could other companies learn by the things that helped you?
1: I think it, you know, for me, for example, now with my role I am, we are bringing in loads of interns and loads of young, young, young black British local south london you know ladies and men working coming to work for us as well also from a different kind of background and i think what's been put in the place is that having people like me for me to be to for them to come and have a chat with and talk to, even though I know nothing about radio. But we can have a chat on how they can deal with a corporate environment, because some of them have never been there before. And I think what companies needs to try and do is that investment into our diversity and our inclusion, because yes, you can have diversity, but if your team are not inclusive in, in a way, then, you know, or building an inclusive team and making people feel welcome that it can be themselves, Yes, they might be able to challenge things that they think is wrong, but that open dialogue going. I think what company needs to try and do is not just about saying, "Oh, we want twenty percent women here and then six percent that you know, um, um, ethnic minority in in our in our uh, workforce." It's about what works has been done internally to make those people feel more welcome, to make them feel more added to the voice, and you know, and ensuring that if somebody's not not um, in a way fitting in you know we're there we have we're, we're understanding that little because the reason why i gave my story was in the beginning my manager thought i she wasn't gonna wasn't gonna pass me my probation which means she was going to terminate my contract okay which, not because she just thought i wasn't doing the job well she uh, she said you were doing the job well, but it doesn't fit something is missing but when i then spoke to her about what my what i feel internally i was going through it helped to change the conversation you know that's so really
0: interesting okay so it, how, how did you how that conversation happen how did you get sort of the courage to, to lay that out
1: well I, I think it was more, well one because I was nervous I didn't want to lose my job
0: <laughs> you
1: know <laughs> yes, I point. was a single mom that just left the job for like nine years and then three months later I haven't got a job which I thought was a good dream job and giving me into the career and I just I was open and I was honest you know, and I think that scared. And I, you know, in that moment, it was very an emotional meeting. And I, I asked myself when I left that meeting, why did I feel so emotional? Why did I let my vulnerability show? But I think it helped because she then saw it from a different side. Um, and you know, later on, months later, when we we're having another probational meeting, she's like, I've got nothing else to say because you just flown high than what I had expected and what I thought I saw in the interview. Is what I've seen for you within the last six to whatever months. So, I think that's is a, that environment of people being able to talk. Because if you have an inclusive environment, if you have an open dialogue environment where people can t- say their fears without feeling they're going to be attacked or thinking they're bringing some sort of negativity around, then it helps. Because you know, if I didn't speak at the time. I would have left that place. I would have been so upset and I would have been, you know, saying all sorts of negative things. I mean, I probably could, but then I'm still there seven years down the line and I've gone from where I started to massively different, you know, going on the stride that I wanted to go to when I started HR.
0: Being open and honest, that's the key things, I guess, but also not, not easy for everyone. So what advice would you give someone like you that's listening to this, going through the same feelings and emotions that you had, uh, but they're just scared to make a move. They're just scared to talk. You know, what's your advice for them? What should they, what should they be doing?
1: Well, I think what it is 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 kind of put in a situational way. If I say something, what impact would that mean? If I keep it inside of me, it's not going to get better. It's not going to get resolved. And I think yes, maybe you could might want to look in speaking to somebody externally so they can get so like a coach and guide you how to have that conversation. But I think the main thing is about speaking up, because if you keep it inside, we're not going to get anywhere. And if you think things are just not going to change and they're going to remain the same, it's not going to make the environment better. If you leave and somebody else comes in, they'll find find themselves in the same position. So I think one thing I've learned so far is, you know, it's about speaking up, but speaking up in the right way. It's not speaking up because you wanna be defensive or aggressive or pointing the finger at anybody. If you do speak up, maybe also offer some sort of solution to, to the issue. Um, but I think that that's the key thing and just seeking advice and talking to people and just say, oh, I don't know if I'm doing something wrong here. What do you think I could do differently? Um, you know, and just learning from uh, from your surroundings as you go along.
0: I think that all those words are really interesting and I think a lot of people would be nervous about doing what you did because they'd be worried they'd look defensive or or they wouldn't have an understanding boss, but I think you just proved the complete opposite. Hmm. And soon, soon I imagine someone will be looking up to you as you stride through the office like that lady from New York. And you going to about them?
1: Out. <laughs> yeah, if I come from New York looking as cool as she did living in Brooklyn, then yeah, maybe.
0: Well, one day soon, one day soon. <laughs> well, Susan, look, it was just amazing to chat to you. I do, I do think this is going to resonate with so many listeners and it was a really brave thing you did. And as I say, I hope soon to hear if you stride through the office and everyone looking up to you like that lady from New York.
1: Thank you.
0: That's amazing nice to spend time with. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Aww. Goodbye.